Yo, what's good, yo? We back yeah. with season two. Um, yeah, we about to get real New York on. Um, yeah. So I'm saying, like, follow, subscribe. Yeah. Y'all, we finna be it's live. It's you'll be back again. To tell your friends, to tell your ratchet ass friends. Thought we was gone, but nah, I know we in. But you got rid of us, but no, no, you can't. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Pontificating Podcast, baby. We are back. We're back. Um, it is me, your girl Ty. And it is I, Asia. And y'all know we going dive head first into the bullshit with the is it just me? And here's my is it just me? Actually, I'm going to spread this out over the course of a couple of weeks because I didn't really understand what they said when the whole trend about like, what's your Roman empire? Okay. Um, but now I, I, I thought about it because I was I found myself having this same thought mm-hmm. about the trajectory of my life. And I said, oh, this must be my own personal Roman Empire. What is it? And that's so crazy. I think that and I think I spoke about it on this podcast before. But I think back to this teacher who told me that, like, he was like, I'm addicted to learning because I told him my plan for my life after undergrad. Um, I had a very like. I had a good plan, right? So my plan was, it wasn't the best acting studio that we graduated from. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a two-year course at this place. I think it was like, I don't know. It could be like Maggie Flanagan or something. Mm-hmm. Graduate from there. After I'm done with that, then I'm going to audition for Yale because I really wanted to go to Yale. And I was like, I get in Yale. And then in my mind, I'm like, once you go to Yale, you're literally, you have the golden goose. You're the golden goose. You have the golden ticket. You can work anywhere you want. And then he was just like, that's a lot of school. He was like, mm-hmm. he was like, I feel like you're addicted to learning. And it really stuck with me. And it really changed the trajectory of my life because I was like, okay, am I hiding behind education? And should I do something else? And I did. I like went out there unprepared, doing all these auditions, looking absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, as I woke up very hungover and getting ready for my bartending job I said why would I listen to him why did I listen to him he meant no good to nobody what you like to do I love to learn and that's absolutely true but I'm like also and then that's what I thought I was like what's wrong with continuous learning like we are all students in life Mm -hmm. like why would I stop learning but I like when I tell you I obsess about that point in my life all the time and I think about it often I'm like it's probably like once a month (laughs) It's literally like once a month. And I'm like, well, how would I listen to this man? He has helped nobody in a positive way. Mm. Well, except one person. And she's... <laughs> I'll tell you, she's actually at the school that I want to go to. Is she, is she? Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Do I? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I think he gave her my plan. He did. He said, listen, I heard He said, I heard he said, I had a real good plan today. Don't tell uh-huh. nobody I told you this, but yeah. what I would do about was you. Right. After I leave here. I would, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Wow. Bad decision. Because why would an educator tell you to stop learning? Exactly. There were red flags. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you knew that I wasn't ready. I knew I wasn't ready. Like, why would you, why would you mm-hmm. do that? Why mm-hmm. would you do that? And, and just like any other industry, who you know and where you, and your, your, you know, your, your bread is 
get you a lot of places. So no harm would have come from going to Yale. What harm would have come <laughs> from it? Even if you even if you decided you never want to act again after you mm-hmm. finish the program, you went to Yale. You'll be teaching at Yale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have your pick of the letter of you want if you wanted to teach or do nothing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You went to Yale. And that's the thing. And he deterred me from auditioning for Yale and then had me audition for this other like I wanna whatever. People do do it, but I to me in that point in my life, I was like, it felt like um a budget audition. So it's just like it's it's called URTA, so it's I forget what it stands for. So it's like all the schools in the Midwest and Florida, and you just basically like audition one time for a bunch of schools all at mm-hmm. once. And of course, I didn't get called back from any anything. And I was like, why would I put all my eggs in this basket to listen to this man? And was it for think it is? Hmm? Was it the teacher who I think it is? Yeah, because I hated him for years. Because really, mm-hmm, because I who yeah. Oh, because I had asked him for a letter of recommendation when I wanted to go back to school to get my master's. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, because you didn't have, first of all, it was in a whole different subject. Right. And he was like, no, I just think, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good look because your GPA wasn't that high when you graduated. What? We got to take that man. And we've said that man for our <laughs> Every chance he gets. Every chance he gets. See, that's crazy. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. And he also, to this day, I will. Uh, and, and I only asked him because we were so cool in school. Or so I thought. I was, oh, this is what I got to reach out to. No, tell me no. Because, like, he could have easily wrote a letter of, rec- it, despite, like, despite the GPA, this is, it's not about academics he didn't need to write a gpa about your academics he had to write a recommendation about who Character. you are as a person it yeah. was years later yeah i was also what 22 in college that's child. literally insane meanwhile he sold the seed i'm gonna say it of the most untalented person i've ever when i say he poured life into this person and told this person that they were so talented. And honestly, this was the most untalented person I've ever seen. So much so that they floored a panel of celebrity fucking judges where the, the man said, I have no earthly clue. <laughs> Do you know how crazy it huh. is for somebody to say, I have no earthly clue as to what was going on? Terrible. Mm. I don't do like revenge or nothing, but I be thinking about it. And guys, that is one of my Roman empires. It really is because I do think about that quite a lot. I need to um get that Reiki out of my spirit. Yeah, because it was evil. It really was, and I was such a determined person. I was such a determined like, and I knew I could do it. That's the thing. I was such a a determined little little turtle that I I knew it. I just knew it in my spirit. And if I if I would have just Stuck to my plan. And I'm like, I'm not somebody who gives, like, terrible advice to people outside of myself. Yeah. So I was like, why would I not listen to the own advice, my own sage advice? And I think that I'm a person that gives sound advice. What was that man? Why would I, why would I listen to him? Mm-hmm. Why would I listen to him? That was insane of me. He had us all fooled. He, yo, mm-hmm. when he said the inner city youths, we, we knew something was up. We did. <laughs> we did. Oh. But holy moly schmoly. Well, speaking of revenge, mm-hmm. why is it just me? Is I just need Jada to wrap it up. 
Wrap it up, please. I beg of you, Jada. Wrap it up. I. This is my take on it. Day after day. <laughs> you know, that is a married couple. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she has every reason in the world to resent this man. If, if, if what we're seeing is resentment or whatever it is, they're married. I don't know. They're, you know, even though they tell us everything, it seems there's, there's more. I'm sure we don't know. Mm-hmm. She may be justified and feels right in what she's doing. I don't even think Will even cares. In my opinion, he just he supports her through all her nonsense. But we just don't care anymore. And mm. I just, I'm every and the straw that broke the camel's back was that she said Tupac had alopecia, and I said, why do I need to know this? It doesn't do anything for what I think about Tupac about her. It doesn't. And then, and then, I saw a TikTok the other day, and this guy was saying that Tupac was gay. Now, what? It was a whole thing. He was saying, he he was like, yeah, Tupac went to, like, an uh, art school. Uh, Jada loved him like, you know, a best friend brother, not, not a romantic love. That's why she's so obsessed with him and so mm-hmm. obsessed with him being gone because, like, she lost her brother when he died. She mm-hmm. didn't lose just, like, some dude that she was dating or has dated in the past. And then the guy was showing videos of, like, Tupac um, talking at one of the schools he was at, one of the talented schools. And he was like, yeah, you could tell by his mouth that he was gay. Now listen, if two if Tupac was gay, he was gay. This is nothing, this is not a commentary on sexuality. This is just a commentary on let that man rest in peace. Let first of all, he they've been saying for years he's not even resting in peace. It just won't, it won't stop. (laughs) If we have one more Tupac sight, I'm gonna lose my mind. So between the sightings, the alopecia, the gayness, and now Jada with her damn talking about all this nonsense with Will and she didn't know she was so surprised when he called her his wife. No, you weren't. Like, stop. We don't need to this is it's, it's too much. It's too much. And it's not it's not even like it's not even like to me gossip that's like, oh juicy, did you hear? It's like I'm just annoyed by this. Like, girl, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Stop Here's telling us. Multiple things. I think we need to leave celebrity alone, especially celebrities that are allegedly dead. This, the, I, I heard something about Whitney Houston this week on TikTok, and I said, I, I, I cannot. But her mom? Fucking stop. Yes. Mm-hmm. They gotta stop. Mm-hmm. They got to stop. That literally means nothing. Also, let that, let that lay in peace. RIP. If the family don't, I don't care. Right. But the thing with Jada is like, no, I did not ask about this. I did not ask for it. Wasn't wondering either. <laughs> Wasn't wondering, but I'm going to read that book. Are you? I need to know why every third calendar month that you are inundating me with in- information. That- so let me read all the information in one book. Uh-huh. So next time it pop up, I'm going to be like, I already know. And I'm going to eject myself out of the conversation. I'm going to no thank you. I'm like, I already know that. It's okay, babe. You don't even have to, we don't even have to talk about it. That's old news. It's just so much. It, I'm, I'm feeling worn out. And I think it's, it's such a, um, it's such a random, uh, thing. I don't even want to talk about my little YouTube couple. It's such a random thing because I feel like when women, and I think that's, she's telling us so much information because she's fallen on the sword so many times. She's sacrificed a lot throughout that marriage or whatever their partnership, whatever the fuck they want to call it from like her career. Like she's given up a lot. And then she's also given up a lot in the minds of the public eye because she lets like, will be considered this like, um, kind of like perfect. Yeah. Like she hasn't tainted his image of America's sweetheart. She's said multiple times that 
image to him matters so much. Like I saw a clip about she was like on um either the view or Hoda in in them because Hoda was like, girl, I think it was Hoda because she said, why now? <laughs> like everything that we think Hoda asked everything. She said, why now? And Jada was just like she didn't want to have to open up her marriage to public to, to like change their their marriage in a public eye and it was none of their business. And I'm like, you're letting him slip on so many things. Like just tell the truth. He has to tell the truth too. And she was like, when he was on a red table talk, they were supposed to talk about everything in full, but they didn't because mm-hmm. Will wasn't ready to talk about everything. Mm-hmm. So that's why we got what we got because mm-hmm. he said he would come on. And that's the thing she said, he offered to come on. But once he got there, he didn't want to do that. And I was like, you know, my thinking kept, I was like, that's a little manipulative. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to support you. And like, nah, actually let's not talk about it. And it's just like, he gets to skate away. Yeah. But this kind of like unscathed, perfect image. Meanwhile, they are literally dragging this woman through the ground. Is Tuvai gay? Is he not gay? Is that her bro- brother? Is that not her brother? I don't know. She also said it wasn't a sexual relationship. So it's just like, I know more about Jada Pickett than I know about some of my family members. You know right. what I mean? Girl, I need you to just let it all out. Like, say exactly what you need to say with your chest, Cardi B style. And move on. And then move on. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's because the strike is still going on. <laughs> Niggas got to get back to set. Please, Matrix 5. Please cast her. Listen, I will watch it. The, uh, the last one wasn't too good anyway. but I, I didn't understand it. what was happening, but I watched it. Yeah, I watched it because of Yaya. Mm-hmm. Um, good thing um, Larry died. Yeah, I'm going to call him Larry because I think that story is very funny. What? Lawrence Fishburne. You didn't hear the Larry story Mm-mm. from Cameron? Mm-mm. About how... So the story is... Um, I don't know what set they met on. Maybe New York Undercover or something. And Cameron and his friends, they were doing like a cameo on it. And Lawrence Fishburne was on there. So his friend, Cameron's friend, was like... They were like waiting in between shots or whatever, sitting down. And he turns, the friend turns to Lawrence Fishburne and says, hey, yo, Larry, like, put me on. I'm trying to really do whatever, like, I'm trying to put on, like, give us tips or whatever, yeah. whatever. And then um, Cameron was like, yeah, we really trying to do this, whatever. Like, can you help us? And, and he turns to Cameron and he says, no. He was like, yo, what's up? He was like, could you let your friend disrespect me? And he was like, what do you mean? He was like, my name is not Larry, it's Lawrence. Mm. And then the friend was like, yo, I looked it up. Your name is Larry. You were born Larry. Your name is like he was OD and going uh-huh. in. And they were like, yo, Lawrence Fishburne was so pissed. He was like, fuck these guys. And I'm like, first of all, if your name is actually Larry and not Lawrence, and that's your stage name, I don't care. Your name is Larry. Especially if first of thing, if he looked it up, right? If he looked it up, probably like, yo, let me come to him on like some real mm-hmm. name shit. And that is your name. Yeah. Stop. Stop it. Stop. And I think Lawrence, because didn't they say Kiki Palmer's um, mom had to go up on him on the set of A Killer and a Beat? Oh, really? He'd be too serious. I'm mm-hmm. like, I get it. Take the crap mad serious. Take it OD serious. But like, on some real shit. For The Killer and the Beat? We, I mean, it's not pretend. Acting is not pretend. But this shit ain't real. You still gotta have fun. Yeah. You still gotta have fun with These it. are real people. Right. That you're working with. So not characters. If you want to, right? I'm like, nigga, this is not boys in the hood. I need you to relax. It's a killer to be. I mean, I didn't. And she was a child. A child. I mean, you still. I listen. I'll still watch Boys in the Hood all day. You did your big one on that. You did your big one. 
Anyway, as we talk about such insequential things today, we're going to dive into our so boom. And on a serious tip, guys, this is going to be a heavier conversation because we all have been paying attention. We've, you can't, actually can't escape what's happening between Israel and Palestine. Like, it is such a... I feel like we are all so overwhelmed at this point in time in history. There's so much going on. We have mm-hmm. to battle inflation, a housing crisis, a cost of living crisis. We are in the middle of a presidential, I don't fucking know right now. And then... And these are very much first world problems. And these, Yeah, these are not like, what? I mean... It is first world problems and it's not like it's given third world country problems. No, I mean we compare it to what's happening in other in under, other, under, other underdeveloped places, right? I don't I don't think it's first world problems because I'm like the, I feel like we are literally on the brink of having these things happen here. And I think that's mm-hmm. why it's so imperative for us to pay attention to what people are calling the ethnic cleansing of mm-hmm. Palestinians right now and um why it's so kind of like depending on who you're talking about it's so taboo to support israel or not or know who to support know why it it's been going on for so well, long I just to yeah say something about that note because a lot of people are throwing around the word anti-semitic i just want to make everyone clear that arab people are also semitic people therefore if you criticize the israeli government you're not anti-semitic semitic you're criticizing the israeli government because right. arab people who are also palestinian people not all but some are also Semitic people. They're the same people. So if you're if you're pro is if you're pro Palestine, and you're anti-Israeli government, you're not anti-Semitic. You're criticizing a government, a, a a movement which is killing children and women and men by the by the, the thousands mm-hmm. daily. It is there, you know, and there is space to have that conversation. Um, like a jewel. I was just no 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 put, no put no that, put that no, dis- no. This is continue. This put is that very- disclaimer in. And I think when it comes to this topic in particular, um, historically, um, I saw I saw Amanda Seals post something the other day, and she was saying like some people are not speaking up because nothing to say, I guess, but some are worried about their careers, right? They're worried about what their criticism of the Israeli government is going to do to their careers, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's fair, of course. And I feel like myself, Ty, other people were above that because these are human rights. But some people are truly afraid and it's it's not okay. Because what is happening is not okay. And you should not be you should not be and and, and it's like I don't want to call those people selfish or cowards, because it's not that. It's more, right? They are family like like Ty was saying, in the US we are facing our own crises, mm-hmm. right? Um there's no comparison to being bombed every single day. There's not. But we are facing our own things where um, there's still an actor strike, you know. They they're trying to actually take out the whole the whole the whole the whole craft. Unless you're one of the top names, right? So you have people who are just getting into the industry, trying to get in, trying to stay in, and they probably feel very strongly about what's happening, but they're like, is this the time for me to criticize a government, which I know has so much influence on the country I live in mm-hmm. and the world I live in? And it's a, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's so much. Cause I had to, you know, it's, it's so um, tricky about it. Right. It's because like, and I think me and Asia talked about this on this podcast about how Americans like 
they'll just say the Middle East and then we figured out like what actually is the Middle East and um versus what 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 Americans refer to when they say the Middle East, they're talking about they're always talking about um Israel and Palestine. They always talk about the bombings in the Middle East, the bombings in Gaza. Like we've heard I've literally heard that since I was in elementary school, mm-hmm. right? And then one day we were like what is the middle i think it was in a, a group chat our chat and we were like what actually is the middle east and we we found out that the middle east is not exact it's not what america says at fucking all and i think what's happening is because this has been going on for so for so long since 1948 so before long before my lifetime right this has been going on and it's kind of been normalized to us as we have grown up like it, it's kind of like we are resigned to to think that yeah, there's always gonna be bombings in mm-hmm. the Middle East because um because of Islamic forces. Right. Like that's literally the verbiage that they use. So then in Americans some Americans' minds, when you hear Islamic forces or Islam or whatever, you automatically think um like death bombings. You think and it's also like terrorism. Terrorism. Terrorist. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you think like and it's so conflated and then you're like As- As- Osama bin Laden and it's like all of these things happen so far um, in time. They're so far apart. And they are kind of linked, but then they're not. So let's talk about, if you're not informed, if you just needed a little um, reprieve from the information. And I get it. It's like, there's a lot going on in everybody's lives. And it's not easy, especially if you're battling mental health, to want to mindlessly scroll social media and you're seeing the killing of children or children wailing in the street. It's a lot to, to mm-hmm. take in. Um, but I do think it's our due diligence to at least watch. And um, these are the times in history where you're like, what was I doing right. when this was happening? And it's like, this is the time that you have to like really truly take a stand. You can't just be like, oh, that's so sad. These poor people and walk away because it is very much linked to what's going to happen in the United States. Like and it's also partially the United States fault. It's very much the United States fault. <laughs> it's more I mean it's not solely the United States, it's no. like the UN. It, it it's it it's but they have a hand in it. Yeah oh one they have a major hand in it. One hundred percent they have a hand in it. So Israel was formed in nineteen forty eight, as I said, and it was uh due to the let me pull it up. Um Wait, I'm gonna go back further before you go, go ahead. Uh huh. Um, so just some biblical history, if you will, about how because that's that's where the conflict then started about four thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I don't know what, what you guys know, but uh, Abraham was a Jewish person, and he was told by God to take his people out of this land and go settle in this land. Um, that land is current day Palestine. It had, had different name. I think it was Ottoman Empire. Yes, it was, it was Ottoman part Empire, of the, Ottoman yeah, Empire at the time. And the commandment, if you read the Bible, was this is your land, take it by force. People live there already. So to take it by force means like to kill the people to that kill were there. The yeah. people that- so the Palestinians live there. So a lot of a lot of the things being challenged is like I always say words are important because they are important. Words are not arbitrary, and the words we use have to be linked to what you're trying to say, right? So a lot of the, the thing is saying is that they're indigenous to that land. They're not. They went to that land. But people were indigenous to that land. Those are the Palestinians. Um, now they weren't who they they weren't who they are now because before we before colonization, people were more tribal. Um, so even though those diff- different um, Arab um, tribes, they weren't all Palestinians, but they were all living on that land. And then um, 
Abraham came with his people, and they said, God said you belong here. That's really the start of... It was the, known as Canaan. That was the, the start of it all. So it's going on for many, many years. And then um, in... Hold on. I have actual facts for you guys. Um, so the Zionists, who are Jewish people who support the establishment of a homeland for Jewish people in Palestine. So they believe that Israel is their indigenous homeland and that's where they belong and they have the right to return to that land. So starting in 1882 through 1903, the first Zionist movement, um, they fled um, the Russian empire because they were facing hate because anti-Semitism. Mm -hmm. So they started occupying land in um, current, what is now Palestine. And at first, because Everyone wasn't a united Palestine. It was kind of like, okay, what are you doing here? But also it wasn't a big deal. But then as years grew and it was more occupation and more um, un civil unrest. And then this is, this is how we've come to this, to this place. And so before 1948, um, for World War I and World War II, Britain came into the area because it was a good hub for fighting. And while they were there, I guess it was, they weren't united, but they're focused on whatever the fuck Britain was doing there with their World War II nonsense colonizing yes and then when they left um in 1948 mm -hmm. so that's where oh that's when it was the yeah uh what is it called it was like the arab uh it was the Arab israeli war of 1948 and yeah. that's when it really started is after the u.n basically gifted uh israelis the land that was palestine right they gave them the majority of the, the land yeah yeah and then what was uh, through the, the war and the bombing, the constant bombings, what was um, agreed upon kind of is that the Palestinians will get Gaza and which is known as the Gaza Strip. And I think everybody right as of today is very um, informed about what's happening in Gaza and the constant bombings. Now, we're all like, how do we get here? today like mm -hmm. why now what is going on and if you want to go in depth um there is a really good episode on the daily that talks about the war in israel so what happened was um what this israeli woman said was during the a sabbath during the holy month um hamas they don't they didn't say hamas but they said militia from palestine uh invaded 10 meters, no, 10 miles within the um, Israeli border. And then they began bombing and shooting um, everything and anything in sight. Um, and people are like, well, why now? What what happened? So there are many um, different, what is it, theories about what's going on. One, some people say it's, it's highly political. It's because, um, so what was happening is during 2020, Palestine and Israel decided, they said, okay, we're going to try to play fair with each other. We're going to try to figure this out and see how we can work well with each other because of everything that was going on in the world. Globally, it was all about unity. Then they say that Palestine found out that Israel was in talks with Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia is really important because they have a huge militia, they have money, and they have resources that both Palestine and Israel need. And they were only talking to Israel. So uh, pal the Palestine, the yeah, the Palestinians thought that somehow they were being left out of the talks and they felt left out and they felt like, you know, snided again. So that's why they think that that happened and the whole thing with Saudi Arabia 
And then now Iran is also within this because Iran and Saudi Arabia, they are long enemies. And now Iran is thanking the Palestinian Hamas for bombing Israel because they also feel like uh, Saudi Arabia is becoming like a, a whatever. Their beef has been beefing for a really long time and it's all about like religion and politics. Um, so basically they're just, it's all about power and access. That's what this is all about. And then the other uh, theory, I cannot remember right now. What did she say? She said the other theory is um, it's because it's it's again, it's because of the UN and Israel and it, essentially the Palestinians feel left out and they feel like they will not have any power or leverage for them to um, be in talks to actually get a fair and equal footing because right now, as of now, Israel and people say that the Gaza Strip is an open air prison because it is. Israel can cut off their electricity. They can cut off. They can shut off the roadways for food and medicine and um, medical help, which they are currently doing now. But this is even before the bombing started. This has been going on. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, what led up to this? I think that after you, it's been 16 years in which people have been living on the Gaza Strip in in these conditions, and it's just it, it's it's wholly not fair and we are literally watching the extinction of a group of people. It's really crazy. I think, yes, there's political reasons as to why, right? But also it's just like human nature because if you're living, we are a world that has been colonized, right? Like this is, we know, we know, we know how colonization works, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody comes in and says, hey, this is my land. And then you you fight, you fight, you fight. And then sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. But there's always this constant struggle of this is my land, right? Mm -hmm. And this is also what has been happening for the, for all these years. People have lived there. People have been living there. And then we have like the Zionists who come from New York per se, and they'll go to someone passing in's door and say, we have to leave right now. This is now my home. We have the IDF, which is the Israel, I'm not sure what the D stands for, well, the Israel military. Um, they have the power because the Palestinians have no rights. Like they're under Israeli law. So Israeli soldier can go into a Palestinian home and say, I'm going to use your home for military purposes until I'm not going to anymore. And that's insane. Um, or someone from New York can just leave New York, who's a Jewish person, and go knock and say, okay, this is my house now. Get out. Great financial court. Leave it. Go live in, in the Gaza Strip, right? So that's an insane thing to do. So even if it's not as something as, as um, what's it called? Like, even if it's not as, as um, big as political power and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's just human rights are being violated yeah. for years and years and years and years and years. And it's crazy. And even when, um, so when, when Britain, when Britain was occupying um, Palestine, a lot of the Arab tribes helped Britain in that war. So now we think it's not thinking, yeah, we got a little connection going on mm -hmm. after the war was over. You have Britain and you have the U S who are like, no, it's all Israel's now. Um, at the right. time, in 1948, Israel had, I can't think of, I'm sorry, the Jewish people had a, a lower, lower population. I can't think of the numbers off the top of my head. But they were granted two-thirds of the country with a smaller population. Right. So from the very beginning, it's, it's, been, going, it's been escalating, escalating, escalating every year. And that's why I hate the word terrorist. Mm -hmm. Because now there are domestic terrorists, right? Let's talk about... Yeah. The, the mass shootings in America. Mm -hmm. These are these are domestic terrorist people, right? But when you have somebody who was oppressed for years and years and years, 
from their land, from their survival, from their food. Like you said, they're not getting, I was reading a stat. Um, so the World Health Organization says that um, everybody in, in Gaza should be getting uh, a thousand liters or access to a thousand liters of water a day for whatever, cooking, eating, a thousand liters of water. Currently, they're getting three liters per day per person. That's insane. That is wildly insane. So, and yes, we must say we we condemn Hamas because if you don't say that, then you're supporting terrorists. But I think that goes without saying. No one, no one on either side should be killing each other. That's 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 the problem. Yeah. But I think it, I think it's unfair to act as if an oppressed people taking what they feel are necessary measures to end their oppression is terrorism. Yeah, I think it's I think it's. But you know, people in power get to make make the history, mm-hmm. and they get to write the story their way. And and the comparison I like to make for people who are like, well, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand what's happening. I'm like, we are literally occupying land that's not our own. It's like, it's as if the U.S., like as if the natives decided that they also want their land back because this was their land first. They were here first. They were They were massacred out of their own land and then Britain occupied it and then we made the United States of America. So it's like, it's as if... The natives decided to say, okay, no, we want our land back. This is our land. This is kind of like what Israel was doing to Palestine. It was Palestine before that Palestinians lived there and however, whatever capacity it was. And then Israel was like, well, this is our father's biblical land. So we want it. And it's like, it's such a tricky thing. And it's like, yes. um, And I think we all, as Asia said, we need to separate the Israeli government from like this is separating uh church and state right like you can't i mean you can't you can because they are doing it but it's like to say that biblically this is my land this is what god gave to me and this is how it is but it's like at some point you lost it this you can't reoccupy a land and then also just throw out all the people that's in there and it, it's it, and then I think, and it's, this is not me speaking for a Palestinian person, because I really have no idea what they're going through. I cannot in any way relate. I can't understand. I'll, I'm, I talk shit about America, but I cannot understand what it's like to be bombed every single day. I can't imagine every day waking up to bombs, every day someone dying. I think the the um, the average age is like 25 years old. In Palestine? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's no adults left. Everyone is just being killed daily, right? Um so I can't relate to that. So, you know, if you're, if you're, this is my, my, my take on it, right? It's like, okay, I'm a Palestinian person. I'm in talks with the government, the United Nations. We all agree. Okay. This is, this is not the best thing here, but we're going to try to do right by you. And then you're constantly not being done right by. Mm-hmm. And then the media is saying that you're a terrorist. The media is saying like, you know, we have these big, like, you know, I can't even, I, I can't even listen to any American news because it's, yeah. Very biased, right? Mm-hmm. So then, because I remember the, when the October eighth is October eighth is when um, about a thousand or so uh, Hamas people they raided a um, a music festival oh. right outside of the Gaza Strip in Israel. So like, if you if you guys have the time, please look up literally how it looks. Like there are like several gates, several barriers. Like it is indeed an open air prison. Um, they have to go to several checkpoints to go to and from. Those checkpoints are controlled by are, are controlled by Israeli government. So they and are on the other side is controlled by Egypt. Yeah. So they really are, you know, being confined to the small space. And also for context, so the size of the Gaza Strip is 
twice the size of Washington, D.C. Um, the estimated population is 2 million people. So 2 million people are in Washington, D.C. That's yeah. insane. And they're only getting three liters of water a day. These people are suffering, right? Um, so to be constantly told, we're going to do right by you. And then to and then to turn, turn on TV. And I think as a black person, I can relate to this idea. Like you're being told you're the you're the problem, you're the problem. You go on TV and there, it's being broadcasted that you're the problem when you're just trying to survive. Right. You've done nothing to do this, right? So it's like when you see someone, cause I, I don't know what Palestinians feel about Hamas. I Because they're also, they are... I, I don't know. Let me not yeah. say. I don't know what they feel about them, right? But it's also like we are being tortured here and we are being yeah. oppressed here. And if people are getting so upset that they're torturing back or oppressing, oppressing back, they're retaliating. It's like, this is how life works. And I hate the narrative that the Palestinians are just so crazy. Like they have nothing. Yeah. And to act like it's like, um, it's, it's so uncivilized, right? And it's yes. just like, guys, literally... From the inception, read history. The only way that you get land is if you take it. And to take land is to kill. The only We're doing it in a quote-unquote more sophisticated way, but it's still the same barbaric way that we go and colonize. Like Now America was like, oh, no, we want to give this these people democracy. But they're giving people democracy by going into war, by fighting with these people until they relent, and then they are now part of our territory. Like This is how it's happened. It's the same thing over and over again. So it's just like... People who can't make the the leap to it, 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 it blows my mind. Like it it is all uncivilized. Every the entire the only way the only way that it's like quote unquote more civilized is that we are more numb to it. That's what, that's it. Because if you think about the Ukrainian war, that that was an uproar because people uh what's it called reporters were literally saying we've never seen blonde haired blue eyed people being bombed before that was their big thing it wasn't that putin was doing this war is war right because they kept saying this doesn't happen here." yeah they were the the shock was that people white skinned people with blonde hair and blue eyes were being bombed like that's for the brownies right that's why that's why the the ukraine and, and again america supported the ukraine um as you guys know, work for social services, we were getting blasted with like, hey, prepare for the Ukraine surge, despite the fact that um, Red Cross workers were being told, hey, they're going to call you a nigger when you go to help them. Right. Despite the fact that the blatant racism, that they were not allowing black people to get on the trains to escape the war. To go back to their land. Like we, students. It was still like, but, but, but the poor Ukrainians, the poor, they're being bombed. But when it comes to like Syrians or Palestinians, it's like, oh, they're used to bombings. What? Why are we even, why are we, this is, like you said earlier, this is their life. They're used to being bombed every day. No one is used to being bombed every day. Even if that's been your entire life, you never get used to being bombed every single day. And they really made us believe that that is just their life and it's their, their norm. It's not. Yeah. I mean, it is their norm, but it, it, it's not a norm that they want. And it's not a norm right. that anybody wants on either side. The Israel, the people of Israel and not the people of Israel. What I found really interesting in listening to the daily episode was that before the the bombing on um Israeli land happened uh with the surge of Hamas the what what's it called insurgents mm-hmm. of Hamas uh, onto Israeli land is that a lot of the people of Israel was saying that they wouldn't resign to to go into the war because they was they didn't agree with the, what the Israeli government was doing they felt like really ashamed that this was happening um that uh, Israel was being brought into it they they just did not align with the leaders of Israel. And they were like, this is not okay. 
like we can't be a, a, a people that was oppressed to then oppress other people. They really have to, you know, think about their themselves in their lives and where they want to be on mm-hmm. on the side of, um, you know, honestly, like religion, morals, and mm-hmm. you know, in life. And what they said was like every Israeli um soldier that was on, I forget what they call it, like um, I don't know, like resign or whatever, mm-hmm. um that they called, they said that, yes, they would fight again. And I was like, wow, where, where is that? Um, I get it. Right. Cause it's like, you're, you're bombed. Now you don't feel safe. Um, so kind of the stakes are a little bit higher, but it's like this, this is a logical to me on outside looking in, right. This is a logical, um, consequence to what's been going on. Like right. you can't say, Oh, I also don't agree. And I will stand with Palestinian people. And then this happens. And I get like a lot of, and, and that's the most unfortunate thing. It's like so many innocent people that are just living their lives outside of any political mm-hmm. affiliation or anything, um, are, are being killed. And I think that's on both sides. And I think that's the most, um, tragic part of it all. It's like, mm-hmm. some of it is just so much bigger than, I think the governments think that everything is so much bigger than the individual lives of the people that are on their land. And it's like, but it's not. They definitely do. I mean, even, even to go back to uh, Putin and um, I think of the Ukraine president guy. But I remember when that war first started, I was like, honestly, war is crazy. I mean, honestly, war is crazy. Right. And I was like, they, the the two leaders should go head to head. Whoever wins that one-on-one battle is how war should be fought because it is so crazy that they are protected. We protect the president. They're in a, they're in a bunker somewhere. They're far from, they're literally, they're they're fully calling in the the commands from miles and miles other countries away. And the, the people some by force, people being drafted, mm-hmm. are forced to risk their lives for things they don't believe in. And that's just so crazy. And I was having a talk with someone and this person is very neutral about everything, but they were saying, well, there's, there's really people that are being affected as well. And I'm not saying they're not, but in this situation, I find it harder to, I find it harder to have more sympathy for the Israeli people than their own government has for them to put them in a situation. Yeah. It's like, I get it. They're being screwed over too. Being held hostage is crazy. It's, it's an insane yeah. thing. I'm not saying what they're going through is not also crazy, but your government's put you in this position. So, and as an, as an oppressed person, currently an oppressed person, it's like, I relate to the oppressed people. Yeah. And it's like, cause this is, this is what happens. You know, it's the oppressed forever. You're going to turn, come to a point where you lose your shit. And I think one of the craziest things that we, no one discussing is that they were having a music festival right outside of um, the Gaza Strip. The Gaza Strip. And it's like, okay, they're enjoying their lives, but also people people can hear this music who cannot, who are not enjoying their lives. Yeah, who probably don't have any electricity, who don't have food, who have, like, their shelter. It is... <sighs> you know what I, I find to be more telling is that, like, throughout the social media coverage that's been happening over the last two and a half weeks is that I... Um, see a lot of Jewish people speaking out on behalf of Palestine mm-hmm. and the most telling is Holocaust survivors mm-hmm. that are currently speaking out against the Israeli government in support of the Palestinians and it's just like I, as much as um, am I going to say this yes as much as I don't want to say Jewish people because it's not just Israeli, but yeah, as much as like some Jewish people, and I'm going to say some Jewish people because we have been living in it, they weaponize uh, the Holocaust to be hands off of anything that is um, 
uh, what do you call it, where they're not um, checked in a way. And they like to, some people like to bring up the Holocaust and then call people anti-Semitic and all of this thing where it's like, no, we're trying to hold you accountable. Accountability is the word. We're trying to hold you accountable for your actions throughout this, throughout the time. And it's like, you don't listen to your most, your most revered person in in the history of like, uh, of Jewish culture. You don't listen to the people who have actually lived through an ethnic cleansing you don't want to listen to those people and say, no, you're wrong. I find that to be so deplorable. And I think it's so very important deplorable. that we, I haven't heard a lot of people say this, but this is, there's really government, they're a far right organization. Mm-hmm. Like they're a far right government. So we have, we have, we have, we have our far right here. They are also just as far right. Um, in 1958, President Nasser of Egypt said, in regard to Jewish people, they left here black and came back white. And I think that is, mm. 100% accurate when we think about who is being killed, how they're talking about them, referring to Palestinians as, as animals, referring to it's a battle of, of light and dark, which is just a wild thing to say, because I know they're referring to good good and bad, but we also yeah. know they are referring to white-skinned people and black-skinned people or brown-skinned people. And um, when you link it up, you, you think about it being a far-right organization, like the Nazis, right? It all makes sense, right? Yeah. And it's just like, like, like Ty's saying, yeah, people who survived who they well, I think the last person may have, may have passed away now, but you have people who their first generation, right? right? They 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 lost everyone, or their family members had the the numbers on their arms, mm-hmm. and they're saying this is crazy. We do not support this, and then they're still like ah, ignoring. It's like, but you're doing the same thing that we went through. Where's mm-hmm. the compassion? Where's the empathy? But I think the the insidious nature of white supremacy, and that's exactly what it is, is it it's honestly a mental illness and and as much as like um some americans and black people that are like that's not my business i'm like that is very much our business we are literally watching this is a foreshadowing of what's to come because i think it was you who told me that like um or somebody yeah i think it was you who sent me the tiktok about nypd and and, oh yeah yeah and how that uh the NYPD was trained by Israeli government mm-hmm. by the by the by the their army the IDF. Yeah, so it's just like we are watching a cautionary tale. We really are, and it's like, and I've been saying for years, I'm like, there's something brewing that we're gonna really have to like fight for, our, like literally fight for our rights in a way that's like physical, and I think. And, and this may be very American of me, very selfish of me to like also like fear for what my freedom will look like in the future. But it's just like if they're doing this here, like history, literally, it's literally a trickle down thing. It's like, OK, if they do it here, it's just like the uh, the Atlantic slave trade happened. It's like, OK, they're doing this over here in Britain and now they're doing it over here. Like slaves were so everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I've said forever America is losing money because their their greatest commodity was free labor. Mm-hmm. And this is all we're going back to. And I don't think it's American of you. I think it's black of you. I think mm. I think as currently oppressed people who have been historically oppressed, shit looks bad. Yeah. Right? We haven't we haven't made the leaps where I just say I feel safe as a black American. I don't I don't feel like we've come so far from slavery and the civil rights movement that I'm like, no, no, we're good. We've we've squared away our no, yeah. I think we are still and, and, and as we've seen 
in the recent um, recent rise of hate crimes and these shootings of black neighborhoods, I think it's very it makes sense for us as black people who live in America to be fearful of what can happen because yeah. we're still there. We've we've been we've we haven't had a moment of safety yet. Yeah. There hasn't been a time in America where black folks can like really let, let, let our guard down. Yeah. So to see this happening, it's like, well, good thing I let my guard down. And it's so crazy that you said that and everybody's like, it's an ethnic cleansing and it's an ethnic cleansing. And I know they mean ethnic as in like Palestinian people. But also when I look on TikTok and I look at what the, the people of Palestine look like, I'm like, and you said it's like black of you. I'm like, wow, th- this person could like, you look like a light skinned black person. You look like, like, it's very much like the texture of the hair. It, it's just, it, it's kind of like, I'm <laughs> like, I'm watching it all like, it's actually insane to watch and just to see like people that's trying to uh report to to what's like what's going on and i think it went quiet because they are fucking with their wi-fi signal because it's becoming so like um Mm -hmm. and i know that i need to see if this girl is actually still alive because i was watching her coverage about what was going on in the entire time in her tiktok she's like looking up in the sky looking for a bomb and it's like the fact that you can identify what a bomb looks like in the sky and the fact that you are constantly anxiously looking to the sky to see if you're safe and starting your every tiktok with like guys i'm still alive it's right. just like it's so haunting it's so heartbreaking but i'm like also we need to do something else besides heartbreak and this is also a little tangent about learning right learning um learning out loud in a public space and I'm saying only public space because we have this podcast and we're talking to other people and like the having a social media like you're literally learning out loud and I find it crazy that like people put Kerry Washington on a list of like um of people who said she didn't support Palestine Mm -hmm. and I saw her I saw her thing right and I saw and I was like this is actually a very neutral a very um not even smart but I was just like no this is a very valid way to react to this she's like I don't know I don't understand everything that's going on but as I educate myself I'm gonna find resources that we can all give to I don't and I'm forgive me if she did say she stands with Israel I'm not sure if she said that but what she put she was like she put children's organizations for support of Israeli kids, organizations to support Palestinian kids. And people were like, oh, no, she's supporting Israel. I'm like, you. here's the thing. You can support two things at one time, right? And I think that we try to we try to conflate things when they, they shouldn't be conflated, right? It is a very nuanced situation, right? It's like I am supporting the children that are being affected that have no say on either side of it. These children are being killed. As of today, the death toll for Gaza is nearly 5,100 Palestinians have been killed. And half of them, they say, are children. So it's like, I get it. Like, they're like, oh, you shouldn't support Israeli kids. Why the fuck not? Right. What, do they, what do these kids have to do right. with it? This is a governmental issue. It's not like the children Except are the government there. is going untouched. Untouched. And it's like, yeah, you need to support the people in times of war. It's like, I'm not... Now, if these kids had guns in their hands, talking about, fuck these Palestinians, that's a different conversation that we need to yeah. have. I think, I think it's a hard thing to talk about for many reasons one because you don't want to come off anti-semitic you don't want to that's we all know that's a Mm -hmm. no-no um and i think it's also a it's hard to talk about if you do support palestine because if you show any sympathy to the israeli people it's like then you don't support 
And it's like, it's not that, like for me, it's not that. Mm-hmm. It's just, I can see that there's a, a there's people who have more control, more power mm-hmm. in this situation and than, than the other person does. They need our support. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying people don't, it, is, the Israeli people, they don't need support how the people of, of Gaza Strip, they don't need it. They have water, they have lights. I saw a stupid girl on TikTok who was making the soldiers gluten-free bagels because, you know, the soldiers. The Israeli the mm-hmm. soldiers. And that's, and it's like, so it's like, I see it, right? Listen, celiac disease sucks. Who wants to be bloated while you're trying to fight a war? However, people don't have any food on the other side, yeah, right? So it's like, I get it. I get that these, you know, if you're in the army, you're, you, if you're Israeli, you have to fight in Israeli guard, in, an army. Every, everyone, men don't have to, have to enlist. That is their, that is their national duty to enlist in the, in the IDF. So I get everyone is not in control of their own destiny and their own lives here. And it does suck. But I feel like, my support is not anti-Israeli people; it's anti-Israeli government, and I don't even know who to. And I don't. And I don't have an. I don't have a, a equal Palestinian government to support. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You just have you have the Palestine people mm-hmm. against the Israeli government. Yeah, and I think that's where if you support Palestine, you're saying I support these people yeah. who are going through it. I do not support this government who is putting these people through it it is an entity against individual people who are coming together to survive and i think that's why it's like you you can't you can't just pick one side or the other and if you do understand what what you're saying i think people conveyed it more the government of israel of israel sucks right i don't know who the leaders of palestine are that's one due to my lack of 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 research but because we're not hearing also anything who their leaders are Mm -hmm. all we're hearing is that they're being bombed every single day and the and the media will have you believe that their leaders are Hamas, and they are not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what makes it tricky if you are not able to fully, like you say, you're not you're not able to learn. Yeah, you're not able to learn. You're not able to flesh flush out your thoughts. You're not able to really ask questions to certain people because they're gonna say, "Oh, you made you made your decision." Oh, his name is uh, Mahmoud Abbas. I think that is the man who was on CNN. And he is their what? He is their their PM department. No, he's the president. They, oh. call, they call him the president of Palestine. Okay. Uh, president of the Palestinian Authority. Okay. Yeah. Um, and as of three days ago, they met with the prime minister of who? They met with someone in Cairo. Okay. But yeah. I don't know. And then I also feel bad for the people of Israel, right? Yeah. Because... Okay, so there's a, uh, a actress I follow on Instagram. Her name is Sarah Jones. Brilliant playwright, actress, look her up. Um, and she had a a live or a video reel of what she was talking about, what she was going through. And she was like, she went back and forth about like if she should post it or not. And what she said is like, she stands with the people of Palestine and she knows that, and she's like half black and half um, Jewish. Um. And she was like, she knows that there are people in her family who will never speak to her again for taking a stance. And she's like, she is not denouncing who she is as a, a Jewish person. But she was like, she cannot stand, like every like everybody else is saying, I can't stand behind what's happening in Israel. Like I cannot, with a good conscience, stand behind it. And she was saying about how when she made her, um, what do they call it when you, you do your pilgrimage, when she did her pilgrimage to, um, to Israel and how... 
she was like she spoke with the soldiers of israel she was like these are teenagers with guns in their hands that are terrified for their lives but they have been um told that they need to fight for their country they need to fight for their land and um and she was saying how when she went like she had a gun pointed in her face because they pulled all like they pulled a bunch of people off some kind of line and they were going somewhere and she was like they pulled a bunch of people and then she looked around and she was like oh did you pull all of us off the line because we're black and the soldier with the gun in her face said yes now be quiet and she was like she was completely heartbroken because she was like i am also jewish like i am also jewish this land is also mine and i was like that is an interesting that that actually that's the perfect mm -hmm. um uh example of what's going on i was like it has nothing to do with the fact that you're jewish because you being jewish which is a religion and you being israeli is two totally different mm -hmm. things and then we have a lot of there i think they they uh blew up the third oldest christian church i think over the weekend and then yeah i know what it be a podcast but i don't come for the christians oh god <laughs> so a lot of evangelical americans um, oh guys they support so dis so disheartening. They support this because, in order, uh, but according to the Book of Revelation, in order for Jesus to return, there has to be a really bad holy war, right? And the the war is the, the war is going to happen when the Jewish people reclaim their land and it's their land. And after they slaughter every single person in this land, and the land is clearly theirs, there'll be a time of peace, and then Jesus is going to return. So, although Christians believe that the Jews are still going to go to hell because they're not they believe in Jesus. But they still need them to fulfill their part of the prophecy. So they're supporting this, right? Those who are outspoken who have say they're support they're supporting the occupation of Israel of Palestine because they need the prophecy to come true. Do not think the Jewish people are going to heaven unless they convert to Christianity and they're like because there are some Jewish Christians. It's fucked. It is fucked. And we know this country in particular is run by the evangelicals um, with the monies and the deep pockets. Um, and I would say this, take, take some time to just look at, look at your, your personal Christian leaders and find out who they support. Because do you want to support somebody who is only supporting a war where everyone's going to die and go to hell just to have Jesus come back? Castle, because the white people can also say that too. I am... So deeply exhausted. <laughs> it's exhausting. I am so deeply exhausted. It's really, it's disheartening because I'm like, as somebody who believes, I'm like, I need y'all to put two and two together. I need y'all to put two and two together to make four. I have no words. It's just so fucking sad. It's so sad. It's like, how can you truly believe that this is that this is the thing? And I'm like, yes, there are terrible things that happen in the Bible. Sodom and Gomorrah. There are terrible things that have happened. And it's like, I, I don't claim to know God's plan for anything. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, some telling me this ain't it. I'll say this. Some telling me it, this ain't it. This is probably God's plan. But what would Jesus do? I don't think he would like this stuff because I really feel like Jesus was like, dad, damn dad. Cause this, this is right up God's alley. I, he sent them in the first place to smite these people. Did he though? 
And I'm like, who wrote that part? Again. And this is the thing Again. where I go back and forth with religion all the time because it's like, I, I, I don't know if I said it on here, but right, my father converted to um, to Islam years ago. And uh, even though he came from a Christian background and he was deeply religious, deeply faithful. And I, and I was curious because I was like, what's the difference? And I, growing up, my cousin's best friend was a Muslim. So I'm like, I don't think Muslims are terrible people the way that they're saying, especially like black Muslims. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. And I was curious and I started to read the Quran with my dad. And I was like, okay, a lot of the tenants in the Quran are the tenants in, um, in, in the Bible. And from what I heard, and I worked at a Jewish restaurant for a really long time where I have attended seders and I know um, how um, extremely, it, it's kind of like a religious experience as well. I mean, it is a religious experience. It's very like spiritual. And I was like, oh, okay, this is not at all what I expected uh, Judaism to be. And I was like, oh, these have the same tenets that's in Christianity as well. Like everything has a through line. It's just like the difference just varies. And are you going to, participate in sabbath are you the holiest of the holy and i'm like that's where everything gets conflated and i'm like i'm sorry can we all just agree to do the things that are similar amongst every single book that you read when you come to the moral compass of it it does not vary much it does not vary much so it's like how do we get all and I get it. it's like the census of Muhammad. There's like I do understand, but it's like, hey, if all of these points meet at the same time amongst all globally, and the only things are little nuanced things that are different, throw away the nuance because the nuance is where the bullshit comes in. The nuance is not where it's like it's not spiritual. It's not holy. It it makes no. Absolutely. It's so fucking disheartening to see Christians arguing about such minute things, minute things. You can't say that he's an all-knowing God and then say, well, you know too? You know too? How the fuck do you know? Did he tell you? You got Jesus on the main line? What the fuck do y'all, like, it really just grates my fucking nerves. And this is why I want to be like, I, and that's why I say I'm not religious. I do not, like, Somewhere in religion, there I truly believe that there is um, a complacency and, and there is um, just a bunch of sheep following and, and nobody actually uses their brain. These people who spew out multiple scriptures have never had own, their own relationship with the Bible. Have you read it for yourself? Have you understood it for yourself? And then the understanding of it, it's like the words did not mean the words that they mean in modern language. Like you have to actually historically go back to understand what they mean. When they say virgin, they do not mean a a, a, a child, a, a, well, whatever, a woman, a child that has not had sex. They actually mean a fucking girl, a girl, nothing to do with purity. Like it, it fucking blows my goddamn mind. You guys are so fucking embarrassing sometimes. These Christians are so fucking deeply embarrassing. Well, I got Tyler riled up, but I, <laughs> I apologize. It's just so crazy to watch. You're watching people die. And children, it. innocent children that have not formed a side. They are dying every day. Every day. And when you think about it, like children dying, like this is the extinction of them. 
If they do not procreate to continue, like you're literally watching people fucking vanish end, off the face of the of a whole people. A end. A mm-hmm. end. And then to be a black woman, you think they're not gonna fucking kill you? They've been sterilizing us, killing our men, killing our women. Are you fucking saying? Like, have do you have a brain? This is God's plan? Maybe it is, but we don't fucking know. So you have to go back to thou shalt not kill. This is right. across all all fucking doctrines. All doctrines. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> okay. Truly. Well, um, so in doing the research, I was looking at ways to help. And apparently that's tricky as fuck. Um, how to help people of Palestine. Um, what I have seen on TikTok is that truly they're asking for you to just recognize them and hear them and take down their stories because they're operating they're operating as if they're going to be extinct because that is what's happening, right? They're operating as if if all they have is their memories to live on, that's what they want. So um, I'm, I want to keep looking at places to donate. I'll put that in the show notes. We'll put it on our social media. But um, let me say this. I know, like uh, people are saying, you know, Protect, protect your mental health. And I do think your mental health is very important. I do, I do, I do. However, you don't protect it so much that this is not exi- this is not happening. That you could just be like, oh, to, to, if you're someone who right now has no idea what's happening, that's a problem. You've overprotected, you've over, you've overdone it. Yeah. Open up something, read us something, do a TikTok because you cannot ignore what is happening. And especially if they're asking, they're, they're saying, just remember me. Hear my story. Remember this. I saw a video of like, it was all these young, young, young boys, maybe eight through 15. And they're asking them like, what do you wish for? And they, the the wishes were so crazy. It was like, I wish for water. I wish for pizza. I wish my brother was alive. It was just crazy things that I'm like, damn, like they want water. Things that we take for granted. So don't think you're doing yourself a, a, a service by being so detached from the reality that's happening. You're not going to protect yourself. You're putting stuff, you're, it's actually harmful to yourself and those around you to be so unaware of what is happening in the world. Where there's a group of people who, from the looks of it, are not going to be around much longer. And I, and, I, and, I, and I say that to be funny. This is what is happening. The least we could do as people... This is why I was saying like first world problems only because we get to, we get to choose to be detached. We get to choose to be like, I don't know what's going on over, over there. They don't get that choice. So at least you could do is make the choice to um, acknowledge that people are crying out for help. I think that's the easiest thing you could do if you can't do anything else in a situation. I've said all I can say. All right, guys. So like I said, in the show notes and on our Instagram, we'll be linking anything we can. Um, I don't know what it's going to be because we are in, this is this is happening right now. We're in the thick of it. Um, and we're going to find ways to support. We just don't know what those ways are as of now. I, and I think one way that we can support, right, as Americans with rights, Black people, tricky, right? Um, and that's so, that's such a privileged thing for me to say as Black people with rights because there are so many people that do not have papers that cannot vote. They cannot really mm-hmm. make a ripple in in society without, yeah. So that is tricky. So that is very privileged of me to say. But those that do have the privilege, those that can actually do something, I think we really need to press upon American government 
and I know there's so many things that we have to press upon them on, but right now they they have to right their wrong, and we cannot idly sit by and watch America now be very hands off with this, or watch America stand with Israel on this. And the only reason why America is standing on Israel is not because there's something sinister going on. It's because we have no money and we are afraid of Israel, and they have literally the strongest military force in the fucking world. And that's literally the only reason why America is not trying to make a ripple because as much as they're like, oh, we spend so much. Yeah, we spend a lot of money on military power, but we are not as powerful as the Israeli government. We're not. We're not. And that's the only reason why. And we need to really press upon these leaders to do their fucking job. Biden, like, we have to. We we fucking have to. But what we can do is um, do nothing. And what I I mean by that is um, there's certain companies that we are, we should be collectively boycotting. Um, the top three right now are Starbucks, McDonald's, and Disney. Mm-hmm. Those are the top three that you should be boycotting. I mean, there's a list. There's I'll I'll link a list. There's a, a list of people you should be boycotting. But um, definitely uh, um, McDonald's, Starbucks, and Disney are three heavy hitters that you know take away because. First of all, these people give money to these to these these wars, so they they're funding. So it's not like we're boycotting just to like no, we're we're the boycott going to help stop the funding of these crimes. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I know will also for, link a list for that as well. And I know it's tricky for Black people to boycott McDonald's because they have been such a um, as much as any corporation is a, a champion in the Black community, and they have they really have. So things can exist. Fuck yeah. Them people. Yeah. Fuck them people. Because when it comes down to it, they don't give a fuck about you. They probably going to support Trump. If they haven't already. I know that I feel bad. <laughs> That's what, really, life is nothing but a series of fucking battles. Mm-hmm. A series of battles. Um. Usually I care about us ending on a, a down note, but it is what it is, guys. Everything ain't. Everything gave care bears and giggles. So until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pontificating Podcast with your girls. Uh, I am the Asia Thomas, uh, Seiki, and Sally, and your girl, I am Queen Ty. Please don't forget to follow us on Pontificating Pod. You can follow us, engage, 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 and like us on youtube we are at from the burrows podcast like subscribe follow engage and don't forget we love y'all play cousins bye